Captain Benny Chrysal heard the racing footsteps, the urgent shout, his hawk's colleague, Vusi Ndabeni, calling them. Come, come quickly. There's a cash-in-transit heist happening right now. A Tuesday morning in July, midwinter. He abandoned the dossier on his desk, grabbed his Z-88 from the drawer, and ran. Vusi was small of stature, the quiet one, always calm, but not now. The urgency in his voice meant Chrysal did not hesitate. He fastened his holster around his hips as he ran down the passage. Vaughn Cupido was approaching, long coat flapping behind him, his bat suit, his winter gear. Praise the Lord, said Cupido. Vaughan hated the tedium of police paperwork. They had been buried in dossiers for days. This was a reprieve. Captains Frankie Philander and Mui Willem Liebenberg emerged from their shared office, shoes drumming on the bare-tiled floor of the Directorate for Priority Crimes Investigation, the DPCI, in Belleville, a herd stampeding to the armory on the first floor. Ndabeni was already inside, passing out R5 assault rifles and spare magazines, Warrant Officer Bossi Bossert scribbling hurried notes in his inventory. I want a stompy, said Cupido. Vusi gave him the short Beretta RS-200 shotgun with the pistol grip and a cartridge belt. You always gotta be otherwise, eh? said Philander. It's a cash-in-transit heist, not a bank robbery. Met it in my madness, uncle, said Cupido. Just wait and see. Just bring them back, Bossert shouted after them. At morning parade over the previous five months, they had been kept informed of Vusi's investigation. He had been working on the flurry of in-transit heists in the Western Cape. The same gang, the same modus operandi. Ten men in four stolen cars would ambush the transit van. One vehicle, always old and heavy, would be deliberately rammed into the security van, forcing it to a standstill. The other cars would encircle it and open fire with, according to post-action ballistic tests, AK-47s and an exotic collection of small arms, until the guards surrendered, or explosives would be used on the rear doors if they would not. An estimated 14 million rand had already been stolen. The robbers were phantoms. They left no solid forensic evidence behind. Ndabeni was at his wit's end and under extreme pressure from his commanding officer, Colonel Mbali Kaleni. So now the five detectives raced off at 150 kilometers per hour in two unmarked cars, the BMW X3 leading and the Ford Everest behind, to the N1 first, then heading east. Chrysel's phone rang. It was Vusi from the leading BMW, driven by Philander. Vusi? Ndabeni had to shout over the wailing of the sirens. I believe the robbers have a police radio, so we'll restrict comms to the phone. It's a very hot tip from my new informant, very credible. They're going to hit a pride security van on the R-45 between Malmesbury and Pal. 
Chrysel repeated the lowdown to Cupido behind the wheel and Liebenberg, both of them in the Ford with him. I've notified Paul. They're dispatching that task force, said Ndabeni. Chrysel shared the update with his colleagues. Shetshow, said Cupido. He had little faith in the rural police force's abilities. I called Pride Security. They'll reroute the van, said Vusi. So we're hoping to get the gang while they're waiting. Do we know where they'll be? asked Chrysel. At the junction of the R-45 and the Achterpal Road, said Vusi, adding, the chopper is coming too. They drove with majestic blue mountains looming ahead, the Bulant beautiful in the clear light of the brisk, bright winter's day.